Welcome to Pursuing the Kingdom, a podcast devoted to living, loving, and seeking after the kingdom of God for our daily lives. I'm Pastor Kenneth Davis. May God bless you as we pursue the kingdom. Welcome to another episode of Pursuing the Kingdom. Today is April the 7th, uh, Thursday, 2022. I thought all day today that it was Friday, but today is Thursday, April the 7th, and uh, decided to put together some more content and record for a, another episode of this podcast. Not been on in a couple of weeks. Um, I don't like to rush into it and I could put it up every week. Sometimes other things take precedence. But I do thank you for listening whenever you have time. And that's why I like putting it on uh, a format to where it can be listened to anytime and listened to anywhere. And you're not trying to catch something live and you don't have to watch a video, but you can just listen. And I like that format. I was mentioning it to someone the other day about maybe I should make it a video podcast instead of just an audio podcast because it seems like when things are live on Facebook or videos there or YouTube that uh, there's more people involved. But um, I like to listen to things whenever I'm doing other work and um, I don't have to have my phone open to a video. And I think I kind of laid that out whenever I began this podcast uh, sometime last year. And I can't believe that this time has passed so fast that we're already into April of 2022. And in just about 10 days, it's going to be Easter. And it's um, spring. The the temperatures have definitely moved in to be spring. However, except for the area that I'm in, and most of you that probably listen to this because you're just associated with our church, um, it's going to be calling for some snow Saturday morning. But Uh, that's the way it goes when you live in northeast Tennessee and it is springtime you can uh, you just wait and it's going to change until it finally levels out and becomes a farther into the season and the last episode that I posted of uh, the podcast it seems like that the headlines that I'm reading today are about the exact same as they were uh, a couple of weeks ago with all the things that's going on and uh, just kind of scrolling through those and looking today, uh, they, I did confirm a new Supreme Court justice that will not take uh, office or the seat on the bench until uh, a retiring justice uh, steps down later. I believe it's in the summer. But still the economy, still prices of gas, still uh, social issues, that are taking place and how they have increased in number and headlines in the last couple of weeks um, that we have seen, um, you know, it's kind of concerning and it is very disheartening. And, um, but it just shows me that the word of the Lord is always, it is always correct. And it is always on time whenever we trust in what God's word says. Of course, the, Fighting is still going on in Ukraine, and uh, it doesn't look like that's going to be stopping anytime soon. Uh, if, if, if it does, it would be very surprising. It's gone this far 
But God knows what is happening, and God knows what is going on. And there's so many events that are taking place around the world, and they have, you know, we're just all, we can just get caught up in what is happening out there. And even one thing that seems to have uh, caught many people's attention, I believe it was last week, was, uh, as I've heard it said, the slap that was heard around America or around the world at a recent awards show. But, you know, not that it's anything I would watch, but uh, of course it popped up in the headlines. But it amazes me how much attention that things such as that and uh, the drama that people just seem to flock to and if it's good news, they don't want to share it. Uh, but if it's something that is dramatic or something that is, uh, you know, even all the way to being gruesome, that seems like it just draws people in. But I think that's such as how the flesh is. And it amazes me, even the headlines that I see from mag- magazines and news media that are just basically irrelevant uh, headlines and I don't go looking for headlines, but, you know, with a smartphone, the headlines are always popping up over um, under your news feed. And, you know, the magazines are making a big deal. This one's talking about this one made a wardrobe change. You know, this one wore these shoes with this outfit. And it's like, you know, really in the in the scheme of things, what does it really matter? And who really cares? Uh, but I believe one of the reasons, of course, that we see this and that is such a feast on what everybody else is doing and what everybody else is into. Um, I want to talk about this thought, the affection connection, or maybe more exact if I call it the affection disconnection, because the world seems so empty and people seem so lost, even though they have joined together in these um, uh, you know, in these causes and marches for or for this thing and that thing, and they seem to be we're bound together and we're under this flag, we're under that flag, we're 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 marching for this and we're marching against that. But you know, they're not really united in what they're doing. They're just trying to find something to let out the frustration they feel, which really comes from not knowing who God really is. And the world, it just seems so empty. And there's, there's an entire generation right now that is becoming adults. Uh, there's a generation that's coming up behind them that seem to have lost their identity of who they are and what they are, and who they should be and who God has made them to be. They are either completely oblivious to who they are or they're being told and being led down a road that there is, you know, the, the thinking of I'm not satisfied with my life. I'm not satisfied with who I am. I'm not satisfied with, uh, you know, what I do. Or if I don't go along with the views of this group or the views of that group or a certain segment of society, then I'm going to be an outcast. I won't fit in. I won't be a part. I'm going to be labeled this. I'm going to be labeled that, which it is amazing to me that you go back just a few years And the worst thing you could do was label someone. And the big deal back then was you don't label people. You don't label this or label that. And now there are labels on everything and multiple labels. And most of them don't even make sense because it's just something someone has grabbed up 
and they've decided to fly a flag and march under whatever their new cause is that they have come up with. But I just I just got to thinking about this that you know there's a generation or there are generations of people that are basically being told and being taught and even pressured into taking an identity that is not a real identity, it's not a genuine identity and it is certainly not an identity that is of of God. So what do you do about it? Why? Why is that? Because there is a disconnect in their affections. Now, when I use that word, you know, uh, it's going to be people are going to hear it and, and, and apply it the way that they want to define it. But whenever the affections, and that is actually the area, it's our heart. It's our emotions, but our heart. The things that we love and the things that we care about, whenever though that is focused on something that is empty, something that is temporary, something that is temporal instead of eternal, there will always be a void. There will always be an emptiness. There will always be a place uh, that is looking to be filled with some type of satisfaction because we were created not to worship um, you know, a cause, not to worship a movement, not to worship uh, something that is so temporary that is here on this earth, but we were created to have a relationship with God who created us and who placed us here on this earth. And I believe that is why we see so much chaos and so much confusion, so much, um, you know, uh, people are not satisfied in the, with their lives and they can't seem to find something to satisfy them because they are continually looking in the wrong places. Uh, you know, if I, if I'm not happy at home and the way my parents have raised me, then I'm going to go looking and find something, um, to try to fill that void. And I'm going to go to college and try to find something to fill that void. And then after college, I'm going to find somebody or some substance to fill that void or whatever it may be. And the void is never filled because they're not using, they're not turning to what they really need that fills that emptiness in their life. And that is God. Paul told them in the Colossian church, he said, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Set the things that mean the most, the, the, the parts of our heart, what we love and what we care about, set our affection on things of eternity and not on things that are so temporary. I'm not sitting here. I started to say standing here preaching. I'm so used to standing in front of a congregation. I'm not sitting here saying, don't enjoy the things that God has blessed you with. Don't enjoy nature. Don't enjoy sports. Don't enjoy going on a vacation. But that cannot fill the void that is in our lives. You can't replace a fishing trip and put it in place of going to the house of God. Now, some people do. Some people will. Some people have totally talked themselves into, uh, I don't need to go to church. And I've even heard people use the excuse that well i like nature and you know and that's where i find god is in nature well fine that's great wonderful but do you know god's more important than nature god is more important than anything tangible you can lay your hands on the bible says god is a spirit and if you're going to worship him you have to worship him in spirit and in truth 
But it seems as though the affections of many are in the wrong place. They are disconnected. This is why I say, you know, the affection connection or the affection disconnection, that there has been too much value placed on things that when everything's said and done, it really does not matter. It really does not matter at all. Uh, And you see this, if you notice, you don't really pay attention unless you just notice, but people who are not happy, they will put one thing in their life to try to become happy, and when that does not work, then they will replace that with something else. And when that does not work, they will replace it with something else. Sometimes they put material things in their lives to try to make themselves happy. And whenever, um, you know, and whenever I say this, um, you know, the, the, uh, dirt bike, the motorcycle, the motorcycle I bought to go out and ride and have a little fun. It doesn't really do it for me. I'm going to get a bigger motorcycle or I'm going to get a newer motorcycle. or I'm going to get a faster motorcycle and I'm just going to keep replacing it or the, house that I live in, um, it, it, you know, it doesn't satisfy me. It did when I bought it, but now it doesn't satisfy me. I need to sell it and get a bigger home and then get a bigger home and then get a bigger home because I'm just, and, and sometimes it's not as noticeable as that, but it's substances that people turn to in, in their lives. And, you know, a little drink here turns into a bigger drink there. And, I believe that anything that we put in our body that affects our life is totally against the word of God. Now, people will try to argue because they want to justify that they like to sit down and have a little drink, but I don't believe that we should put anything in our bodies that uh, is going to or could possibly turn into something that is going to come between us and our relationship with God. You're just uh, playing with fire, and unfortunately, that fire is eternal, so I, I believe that according to God's word, we should set our affections on things above. Now, sometimes it's relationships. People get in a relationship. After a while, that relationship just doesn't cut it, and they want a different relationship. So they dump that person or they divorce that person or they get out of that relationship, and it's just because they're trying to find something to fill that void where if God was in their life, God was in their marriage, God was in their you know anything that they're doing, then that void's going to be filled and everything else is just, this is life and this is how I live life. I go to work, I worship God. You know, I have a relationship, uh, I worship God. Uh, I, I like to go fishing, I go to the house of God. It's just all, where is my affection? My greatest love, my greatest affection, my greatest desire is to be set above on things, not of this world, but things that are eternal. And Paul warns Timothy of a time whenever um, it would become dangerous times. And although the, the times during the New Testament, you know, they were dangerous times then because they were, they were uh, you know, they were martyred, uh, they, were, they were stoned, they were beaten. The things happened during that time and the early days of the church and such. But they would become a dangerous time and even now. Uh, they they are dangerous times that that we see and that we are living in. We may not see it to the extent that what we read about in the Word of God or in church history, but you know overseas there are things that are happening to people who profess uh, to be to be believers of Jesus Christ. Specifically, that they are being martyred and they are 
being killed for his namesake. But Paul tells Timothy, he said that know this, that in the last days, this is 2 Timothy 3 and 1, perilous times shall come or dangerous times will come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy. I know that I've used these scriptures before, I am certain, on a podcast, but they apply so much to our day that we live in, we cannot discount and and just disregard what they say because it points out the exact day and time that we are living in. Now, we may not be very familiar with words, you know, what is covet. Uh, what does covetous mean? What is a what's a bo- what does it mean to be a boaster? What does it mean to be a blasphemer? Uh, the Amplified Bible said that there will be uh, people will be lovers of self. Okay, now this makes sense. S- stop. Let me let me take a selfie and post it before I go on. Uh, let me you know everything's about me. And I've even made the comment. I heard it before. People joking. You know. Our world's become so self-centered, we even carry iPhones in our pocket all the time because I is the most important thing that we have is ourselves. And if we are not careful and we are focused on that, that's where our affection is going to be. And whenever we are lovers of self, which means narcissistic and self-focused, self-centered, have you ever seen a day and time whenever people are more self-centered and self-focused and they don't think about anybody else but themselves? Lovers of money uh, because of greed, uh, we see that now. Boastful, arrogant, uh, revilers, disobedient to parents. There's one, disobedient to parents. And now we have school systems that are trying to put wedges between children and their parents and causing all types of turmoil and all types of chaos and all types of uh, you know, distractions that should be, that should not be there. Um, but it is a spirit that is in this world and they are trying to go through the children to disconnect them from the parents. Ungrateful is one of the things that Paul said or unthankful, but ungrateful people today have been raised and especially, you know, the last generation or two that they are entitled to everything while they absolutely do nothing to attain it. I deserve that just because, you know, I exist. That is a disconnect with where their affection should be because whenever we have that relationship with God, we know that he created us. We know that he made us. We know that he loves us, but we know that he also has tasked us that we go out and we work for what we have. We work for what we uh, need. We work to support our families and all those things. But here comes, you know, my affections, not on things above my affections on myself. And I'm entitled to everything while I do nothing except, you know, sit at home. So, there is that disconnect that we see in the spirit of the world that uh, comes between man, comes between one another, comes between God. Uh, and he, he also says unthankful, unholy, and profane. What a unholy and profane world we live in. What an unholy and profane uh, society that we are in that most people are not even aware of just how profane and unholy and unlike God that is things that are going on in this world. Um, and 
it, some people would just be shocked to death if they knew how the world really is and how how people think and what people think and how they live their lives and what they look to for uh, you know entertainment, what they look for for to for self pleasuring and for uh, you know the self absorbed things of this life just to try to make them feel better, you know narcissistic, self focused. Um, and such like that, but it is so totally against God. Then he goes on and he says, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those things that are good. The Amplified Version says, and they will be unloving, devoid of natural human affection. There's that disconnect, calloused and inhumane. The way that God created man and woman and put them on this earth was not the way that we see people uh, living today and in the uh, the inhumane ways and acts that there are um, with um, the loss of life of millions of aborted children each and every year. Yes, I know they put it under a certain you know, topic that, well, you know, we have to protect these, these, you know, I'm not even going to get into that. The majority over a majority, the majority of those things are because of there's a lack of self-control and an abundance of sin in this world. He goes on and he says that they would be irreconcilable, malicious gossips. It may not be going across the telephone. It may anymore, but it's uh, being, you know, put through text messages and and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but gossips, devoid of self-control. Uh, they're intemperate. They're immoral. That's what it means when he said it's incontinent. They have no self-control. This is why I believe that many people, whenever something bad happens, instead of trying to help, they get their phones out and start videoing it, hoping that they can get it to trending on social media and make a name for themselves rather than helping someone who's in a bad situation brutal haters of good he said traitors this is verse four heady high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god which is just being reckless being conceited um, and they love their they love pleasure more than they love god having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away the Amplified of verse 5 says, holding a form of outward godliness or outward religion, although they've denied the power because their conduct nullifies their claim to faith. I see this being played out in so many ways. Um, there are those that have a form of religion, but they deny the power. Whenever I put that into what the Word of God says, they will be a church and they have a form of religion but they deny the power. And when I think of power, the first thing I think of is the Holy Ghost. But they deny the Holy Ghost as far as the necessity to be filled with the Holy Ghost, like the Bible says, so that we are endued with power from on high. And they are preached to and taught to that it is not for today, which there's nowhere in the Word of God where that is ever recorded that it is not for today. The Bible says, whosoever will call on the name of Jesus. Um, 
or the name of the Lord in, in the book of Acts never comes to a close. It is the church that is in the earth today. Uh, where was I? Let me see. For their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. How they live outside of, you know, their, quote, relationship with God, their everyday life. They don't talk any different than they did before they, quote, got saved. They don't stop doing activities that they did before they, quote, got saved. They don't, um, you know, nothing's really changed in life. And uh, because they weren't really changed, they did not really um, come to the knowledge of the fullness of what God can do in their lives. And we see this running rampant in the earth today. And he said, avoid such people and keep far away from them. Don't, don't even hang around them. And verse 6 says, For of this sort they which creep into houses and lead captive, silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. That's a whole other Bible study right there, and it's not anything that happened, that's specifically pointing out uh, women, but um, that that is a whole another Bible study to get into. But I really wanted to get to verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. The Amplified says, always learning and listening to anybody who will teach them, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. There is so much disconnect and and so much upheaval in our current society because the focus is not on the right thing. Now, verse 7, as I just read it more than one time, uh, says that they're always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Um, you know, of course, this is talking about scriptures, talking about religions, talking about the word of God. Um, you know, they're always listening, always listening to teaching of the scriptures. You know, it may be false teaching and that happens today. Many people are so caught up in false teaching and they don't even realize it, that they're being led astray. That's why they can't come to the knowledge of the truth or they have denied the power of the spirit that is to lead them and guide them into all truth. Now, many will say that, well, you know, that's just, you know, to do the right thing. Well, being obedient to God's word is doing the right thing as well. But today, especially in society, um, you know, the age of uh, college, college age, uh, university age, uh, people go in and sit in these institutions and it's costing thousands of dollars a semester and they're hearing such things that are not even beneficial to attaining a job that will pay their bills or afford them a life with a home and the necessities of living but they're being lectured about politics and lectured about social issues and they're told what to think but they're not told how to think for themselves that's not education that's indoctrination Um, and they're just lost you know because they ingest anything that seems popular. They follow anybody that is popular, especially like on social media. Uh, those people that they call influencers on social media. What is troubling is, is even watching that our White House called in a dozen social media influencers because they have hundreds of thousands or even million followers online and they tell these people and they feed them certain information so these people will go and put it on their social media feed because these people have such a hold or an influence over all their followers. 
what is really troubling is is who are they influencing and in what ways are they influencing other people especially younger people and the younger age groups that the the devil he always uses popularity to get it people he always uses numbers crowds to try to show that this is where you need to be there there are you know and 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 younger people say well they've got you know a million followers they must be right they 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 must know what they're talking about and the troubling thing is is that if children young people young adults adults senior citizens uh which i'm getting close to that or i guess i am in that age now uh someone called me an elder recently so but if we do not have our affection set on things above and connected to god through his word and that's what my bible study was last night about his word in me his word in me is so important and after the service last night i received a a text message from uh, someone that lives out of state that watches the uh, the services from time to time and they said i woke up this morning and the thought was in my mind i need more of the word of god I need more of the word of God. And they happened to tune in and watch the service last night. And here I was talking about the word of God in us. His word in me is so important to lead me and to guide me and to know what is right and what is wrong. I don't go by what is right or what is wrong based on what's on some uh, social media platform or some, quote, influencer (laughs) I keep putting air quotes up even though you can't see me. And I don't, you know, base right and wrong on what I see uh, on news or, you know, any of those things. If anything, I base it on the word of God. And if it does not line up with the word of God, I've got to take the word of God over whatever it is that I'm being told and allow the word of God to influence me. And I said before, and I'm probably going to go over the time I try to allot myself for this podcast, but, you know, there is such a disconnect in affection for God that the groups of people that they don't know who they are, they've lost their identity because of sin, and now they want government to legislate their identity for them. The trouble is, is they don't know who Jesus Christ is. And even there are those in churches today that still try to identify as something that is outside of the word of God. They don't know who Jesus Christ really is. Colossians 2 and 9, and ye are complete in him. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. We are complete in Christ Jesus. When we are in him, when we are, are baptized in his name whenever we have his spirit in us and we know because we have received the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of tongues. When we are complete, we are complete in him. We are, we are finished because we have found everything we need that will fill that emptiness 
and that empty part of our heart and that empty part of our minds. And we are, um, you know, when I say we are perfect, it means we are completed is really what it means. It doesn't mean we're without flaws, but everything we have need of is right there. It is in Christ Jesus. Um, I've got several scriptures here, just a few I'll go over. But Philippians 4 and 7 says, and the peace of God. Now you think of this, the people who, they've lost their identity. People don't know who they are anymore. They don't know where they belong. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. Number one, you're complete in Jesus. You're not complete in politics. You're not complete in government. You're not complete in this uh, group of people. You're not complete in that group of people. It doesn't matter what you claim. You're not complete until you have Christ Jesus in you. And then you're going to realize the things you're caught up in, they're not of God, and you need to forsake those things and turn away. But Philippians 4 and 7, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, it blows our minds, the peace of God does. It shall keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Whenever we have a disconnect with our affection when it comes to God, our hearts are troubled, our minds are running rampant, people are lost, they're, they're, they're depressed, they're lonely, they are heartbroken, uh, they are sad, they are, have anxiety, whatever those things are. But whenever we are complete in him, that peace that only comes from God, it surpasses anything that we may be able to understand. God, I don't understand how this is going to work out. God, I don't understand how this could happen, but yet I still feel you. I still know you're there. You have kept my heart and you have kept my mind. Romans 15, 13, now the God of hope fill you, fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost, through the power of the Holy Ghost. The Affection connection. If I am connected to God and what I love and what my desire and what I care about, if I'm con- affect, if I'm a, a connected to Him and that disconnect is not there, that I have set my affection on things above, that void, that hole, that emptiness, that loneliness, that lack of identity, that I didn't know who I am. He is going to fill that void, and he's going to fill it with joy. He's going to fill it with peace. He's going to fill it with the faith that I have in him and that I can abound in hope, and it's going to be through the power of his spirit, the power of the Holy Ghost. Verse, uh, chapter, uh, Matthew 6 and uh, 33, uh, I don't have all the scriptures here, but I'm going to jump over real quick, I believe, and... uh, I actually made some notes here about this, that Matthew 6.33, it says that um, all these things shall be added unto you. And I won't read all that's there, but just some of the things is, um, you know, some of all these things, the things of life, of living, the things that we're going to eat, the things that we're going to drink, what we're going to wear. You know, there, I could do a whole podcast on this. There are social media channels that's about nothing but food, nothing about, you know, but about food, nothing but about food and drinks. There are social media channels. There are cable channels that are nothing but about food, eating and drinking. There are 
channels that are nothing but about fashion um you know and and the bible says you know we don't need to worry about what we eat what we drink and what we're going to wear because it says that we can't even change our stature we can't even add one inch we can't add you know a centimeter um to our height we can't change any of those things but he says that what we should because he says these are the things that the gentiles worry about those that are without god in their lives you're you're if you're worrying about what am i going to eat what am i going to drink what am i going to wear uh you know all all the cares of life um we're living life as those who are without god and that would be living life the way the world lives life, trying to fill everything, try to fill all the voids uh, that we have in life. You know, people have closets full of clothes that they don't wear because they bought them because they felt bad and they wanted to feel better. So they went out and bought clothes. People who set up and, uh, you know, before the Internet, now they just get online and order it all the time. But before the Internet, it was, you know, I was I couldn't sleep. I was up watching the Home Shopping Network and I bought three hundred dollars worth of, you know, storage containers why i don't know but it just felt good to buy something trying to fill the void but he said don't seek after all those things he said but seek ye first the kingdom of god now this goes right back into the title of this podcast pursuing the kingdom but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you so where is your affection is your affection connected to the things of God? Or is our affection disconnected from the things of God? Are, uh, am I living my life so attached to the things of this world and not allowing God to be the main thing in my life? And, and, and I'll say this in closing, and I'm getting close to 40 minutes here. When Jesus was in the house of, house of Martha and her sister Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus listening to him talk and Martha was running around trying to prepare a meal and she was running through the house trying to, you know, take care of everybody and she starts complaining and saying, you know, Lord, would you make her help me? Would you make her help me while I'm serving? And uh, Jesus told Martha, he said, you know, your sister, she has chosen the right thing and the right thing that uh, that Mary had chosen were the words of Jesus. She had that affection connection because she was connected to the Lord. And my prayer and my desire is that by some means in a small way that my words today have given you encouragement have given you hope and have given you direction for life and if you aren't pursuing the kingdom of God that you turn your life around and you start chasing after him and he will fill you with everything that you need both in this life and for eternity <laughs>